Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. I'm eating my Off Track sandwich. And that's how we start. We're starting with that because, of course, you are. So, yeah, <laughs> it's it's funny. Like, I, I ordered it. So, first of all, I haven't had this sandwich since the last time we recorded. And then I hadn't had this sandwich until the previous time we'd recorded. So, it seems like I now have this sort of standing thing of, like, Tuesdays at 1 Wednesdays at one. What day is it? Today's what we usually do Tuesdays though. Today's you know, okay, yeah. So that's even weirder that it just so happens that this was the time and I ordered it like so long ago so that way I'd be done before the podcast and I wouldn't get all the flack that I'm getting for eating a sandwich on air. Well here's but. here's what's funny to me about last week, which didn't occur to me until I was editing it. You said last week that you shouldn't have had You this actually week. edit things? I know, I know. It's weird. But you said last week that you shouldn't have had the sandwich while we're on air because it was thirty minutes late. Right, mm-hmm. you were twenty three minutes late last week to record. So had the sandwich shown up on time, you would have still had it while we were recording. I can eat a sandwich in seven minutes. <laughs> I certainly can. Don't don't you can eat a sandwich in seven bites. It's insane how quickly you eat food. Thank you. It's something that I pride myself on, um, and it's really the only thing I'm good at these days. <laughs> well, no, that's not fair. That's not fair. You're still a good friend, friend. Thanks, friend. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I mean, you're a terrible IndyCar driver at the moment, based on the points. But you know, I had a thought on that. Um, I'm just going to throw this out I'm there. Kidding. Based on your season, Alex, turns out I'm pretty essential. Oh, God. I Are mean... we going to give him that, bud? <laughs> I mean, I see what he's angling at, and unfortunately, the with the data available... There's actually an argument to it, which I really, really don't like. <laughs> it, it, it kind of seems that you potentially might be in a weird... Hang on a minute, though. He wasn't at Road America Race 2 and you got on the podium. We weren't good, though. <laughs> let's, let's call a spade a spade. Like four cars crashed in turn one in front of me. Thanks, Will. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, cool. Um yeah, man, Tim. I mean, just just send me your invoice over for next year, and let's get it on the books. <laughs> I mean, there's still races left this year. We could find a way to lie and claim that he's essential. What are you doing September 12th and 13th? Not that we can <laughs> announce that Mid Ohio is happening. I was gonna say, what are we doing? I mean, now <laughs> that September it's 12th now that it's already on NBC's schedule. Well, now that and, Marco's and sponsors Marco's announced sponsor it. has announced it. I think <laughs> Graham, it's I think, said it. Yeah. That was that was my favorite part, man. Is the fact that you know was it was it Marco that put out the tweet or was it the no, sponsor? It was the that put sponsor, out the tweet? yeah. So yeah, the the sponsor was announced that they were going to be on the car for the round in Mid Ohio before they had announced the round in Mid Ohio. So well, why were they keeping that it one was secret? kind of funny? Well, I don't understand. Well, because I don't think they're keeping it secret. I just think that the state necessarily hasn't approved it yet or hadn't. Right. Approved it so like I yeah. So yeah, I, this is this is the case. So it's everybody wants it to happen. It's everything's good and whatever. But the the promoters had to submit a plan for how to run the event with fans to the state, and the state had to rubber stamp it. And technically, 
it just hadn't been quite rubber stamped yet. Got Actually, it. technically, as of right now, it hasn't actually been rubber stamped yet but everybody is preparing as if we're going to be there because the belief is that we will be there okay well i guess i gotta start making some plans to get there yeah <laughs> yeah it's a short drive from from los angeles, los angeles. <laughs> you know what i was I, I saw something on twitter that that made me kind of sad about my lack of traveling this year because I, I just checked I, i've only had seven thousand miles this year flying which is not much for me um but somebody tweeted out that uh, Settle Flex, Air- Tim. Settle Flex from an American Airlines gold Weird member. Flex. Weird Flex. I flew yeah. back I flew back to Indiana for a funeral. My bad. Um What what made me laugh though is I was looking at, at something that said uh hotel air conditioners is the uh, are the uh McDonald's Sprite of air conditioners. I mean McDonald's Diet Coke is substantially better than any other Diet okay. Coke. Okay. Well then for you let's say that. But I think McDonald's is known for how good their Sprite is. No, they're but... actually known how good their Diet Coke is. There was an entire collegiate study that existed on the study of Diet Coke and it goes wow. down to the water filtration that they use along with and here's the big ticket item. There was a bunch of other little factors in terms of the carbonation and the syrup gets dispensed at a very similar rate, and the syrup and the carbonation is stored at the same temperatures, which is key. But the biggest thing is the size of the ice cubes coupled with the diameter of the straw because you're getting more Diet Coke in your taste buds per sip versus what you would on an, any other on and any none other of that drink. and none of that applies to sprite they just got a guy who's just opening a can and pouring it from the dispenser <laughs> right <laughs> my point is there wasn't a study done about why mcdonald's sprite tastes better. mcdonald's sprite hits different everybody knows that it's fantastic no one orders sprite <laughs> okay first of all unless you're a I six order year sprite old from McDonald's. hang on hang on i'm gonna interject here and oh prove it's gonna be tim horton wrong. something uh, yes your money's ridiculous no <laughs> Our money's so much better and you know it. The the what I was going to interject with, you're both wrong. McDonald's is known for hamburgers, guys. No, it's uh, are they? It's I don't known, think people it's known for vanilla ice cream, vanilla cones, and Diet Coke. Soft a machine serve that never and, works. And, well, the nuggets. At, the nuggets are How pretty, are we just glossing decent. over their fries, by the way? Oh yeah. They had they had the fry game down for a long time. I think they've lost a little bit of their advantage there. They had a thing at Disneyland. Where they just had a booth that only sold McDonald's fries. Can I? Like that can was their. Can, only, I, can, we can talk, I admit something? Can we to you? talk about how much information Alex knew about the Diet no, Coke process at McDonald's? Week he was interested in soda dispensing, and then that was <laughs> yeah. it. And now he knows everything there is to he know. He researched about the hell yeah. out of it, and now he knows everything there is to know about that. Speaking uh, of that, yeah. I've made three briskets since we did that episode. And that, I I spell it right almost all the time. Now. What? Give a smoker now? No, I just do. I do it in the crock pot. Um, Alex, I have some. Alex rest, doesn't want to hear anything about crock pot when we're uh, when we're off the air. No, no, no. I just I I had someone pull up at my house, and I'm just curious as to. It's very interesting, actually. I'm going to explain to you what's going on. So, we'll be the judge of that. I have I have a a landscape maintenance company, right? Um, cool. Most people do. And they just pulled up in a big box van, um, and outside the back of it, they brought a reeling hose. Weird flex. They brought <laughs> they brought a re- a hose that's coming out of it, and now they're just watering my plants. But it rained today, and they're sprinklers, so I'm confused. I just want to go back to the most. People maybe it's do. not water, huh? I don't, oh, maybe it's yeah. He's right. Maybe it's like fertilizer hmm. or something. 
have liquid. Interesting. Also, yeah, I mean, there's like, you know, some nutrient rich formula that is made to improve the greenness maybe, of your green. Maybe plants. they could pour it down my throat and it'll give me talent. <laughs> okay, so let's just let's just get this out of the way. Let's just get this out of the way. He's gonna we raced Gateway last weekend. <laughs> we raced Gateway last weekend and it did not go particularly smoothly for Alex Rossi and the number twenty seven Napa Auto Nation Honda for Andretti Autosport. Alex, why don't you tell us about I mean, do you really want to talk about it? Um not really. No. What do you what do you have to say no, about just, what do you I'm want just, to say I'm about I'm just Gateway? kind of in a constant state of, of, of sad annoyance. Really, is my life I, these I, days. It's like a it's like a constant state of shock for those of us watching. I'm not gonna lie. Like when we saw the start there and I saw your car on the wall once the dust settled, literally before the start finish line, I just actually couldn't believe it. Like I was actually standing in your pit. And we were, everyone just sort of looked around. They're like, this is a joke, right? Like, like, where's Ashton Kutcher? What the hell is going on? This is insane. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's something else. Um, but, but I guess the thing that's the most frustrating is like, <clears throat> even when it goes like not sideways because of circumstances, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it, it, it's, it's difficult this year. It's, it's harder than it's ever been. And, and, you know, everyone has kind of, situations and 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 years and and runs i guess like this but for me it's it's a new thing right i've I've never actually and i've been in a very fortunate position to like not have to struggle so much so it's i'm just trying to not a weird flex no yeah. just i'm trying to come to, i'm just trying to come to terms with what i've like never had to work yeah, hard everything for, has been great for me and everybody has a landscaper and- <laughs> <laughs> okay you know what? I'm also I don't no even longer, have a landscape. I'm also no longer going to have a podcast with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, so no, but it does. It happens. Sometimes you come across you have these years in 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 sport. I mean, I assume other sports have it I mean, too. Tom but Brady doesn't. In racing yeah, particular. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tom Brady's about to um, <laughs> what win another Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, something like that. And but you know, like so, so a good if you want to talk motorsports side of it, a good example is Kyle Busch in NASCAR right now. I mean, Kyle Busch has won more races in the three tiers of NASCAR than I think every other driver combined. I think he's won more than fifty percent of all NASCAR races that have ever been put on at this point, and and he's on a winless season so far in twenty twenty, which is like absolutely crazy. This is a guy that wins six to eight races a year, reigning champion. And he's just kind of had one of those years where things just haven't clicked the right way and haven't had the luck and whatever, whatever. So it's, it's a thing. It totally happened. It is. It is weird. I mean, you know, I, I now feel for Tim's entire life. I mean, you know, James, he <laughs> is getting no. paid less than us. And by that, I mean, aren't we all getting paid equally? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Tim, I think we're equally making Tim's zero. the only one that has a credit card in our like company name. I, I'm going to guarantee right now. Off track has cost me significantly more money than uh, that I've taken it. <laughs> <laughs> but you are the one; you're the only one that has access to whatever funds we currently have, guys, which I can't imagine are a lot. By the way, like you guys can all get that card too. No, no, I, we're aware. We're just we're just noting that we're too lazy to go get I'm just one. Wondering, and so it, are we? Are we over like five hundred and sixty dollars yet, or like way under? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pause on this. Okay. All right. So we owe Tim some money, apparently. <laughs> no, we don't. 
No, because Tim's job is to go find his sponsors. I've been reaching out to sponsors. And it, by the way, if uh, if you would like a sponsor off track, get a better I, business model. Uh, <laughs> we talk about how this is potentially one of the most unsuccessful podcasts that's actively <laughs> on SiriusXM. <laughs> like we should be proud of that. <laughs> we are the only. We are the only type of entertainment that loses money that is somehow on we can we literally cannot <laughs> we just attract continue a sponsor. to continue to fail upwards and and again i <laughs> okay i just want to say from the bottom of my heart if you want to sponsor off track with hinch and rossi you're not good at business <laughs> please please reconsider yeah. because Look, that money could be spell, we'll spent elsewhere it. we'll take your money and we'll do an ad read i'll write it they won't really pay attention we'll take it it's not the right call. I mean, if it makes you feel better, all it's doing is filling in the hole that our hosting fees have put into the bank account. So we're, it's not like we're making it. It's just getting us out of debt, which is neat. Speaking of asking, Tim asking for money, I had to do a uh, Napa Racing Ask Me Anything um, on, on Reddit. And I got a... He knows what Reddit is, finally. He discovered the Reddit land. I got a... Um, a, a question from somebody and it was it was fairly entertaining until i got to the end it's usually what happens in those yeah and uh this is what it said could could you lend someone let's say hypothetically of course your podcast producer keep in mind i dot 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 he needs 10k and time is a factor valid question from some random person on reddit definitely not me no no what would you do with ten thousand dollars tim not get my legs broken. <laughs> Save $20,000 on medical bills. <laughs> Copy that. Copy that. I like to mess around. Oh, on. By good. the way, his response on that was no, ask Marco. <laughs> Which I think is fair. It's yeah, very no. fair. Whose response would be no, ask Ryan. And so on, and so well, on, and so, so on. So can we get to this? I, I think why everybody's listening. Um, the, Nobody's listening? Okay, what why the you, six people are listening? T- can we get back okay. to the, the, Hi, the feud going on with uh, with Connor and Colton? Because things have escalated, it seems like. Um, things? Well, so yeah, so, well, we outed... We outed him, you outed him, he was outed on the show, and then he got very defensive on Twitter, threw Colton under the bus metaphorically speaking, by showing a picture of him on top of the bus, literally speaking. See what you did there, and I liked it. And then Colton replied to that attack by tweeting out Connor's phone number. Well, not quite. He said he was going to if he got 400 retweets. And then he quickly got 400. An absurdly low number. Yeah, Yeah. he took off from a flight. It was like an hour flight. By the time he landed, he had 400 retweets. And he was like, no, I can't actually do that. And then someone said, I bet it starts with 317. Yeah. Veach, and then I'm pretty Veach sure said, Alex joined Veach with... said 317, then I joined with 7. And then I <laughs> threw in a number, and then Marco <laughs> threw in a number, and then some some women threw in the next number, um, which was fantastic. And and here's the thing. Connor was starting to get very angry and yeah, starting, he to was message, not thrilled. starting to message me very upset messages. Um, and then... As a matter of fact, I woke up the next morning um, at whatever, and I had four messages from Connor Daly at 1130 at night. And it was screenshots 
of someone by the name of Brandon Watkins, who replied to Connor with the rest of his phone number. <laughs> and then proceeded to text Connor, hey. So Connor then responded um, with into his uh, DMs and said, how do you have my number? And the guy said, do you really want to know? The story isn't going to impress you. And Connor said, yes. And so he said, the area code is Indiana. So I looked up Connor Daly in Indiana. And then within two seconds, it showed with the second and third numbers that Marco and Rossi posted. So here's the thing. He just looked up his number, right? Because I got those same texts from Connor, and he was very upset. Very upset. Turns out you could just look up Connor's. Like, it's just in the white pages. It's, it's yeah, I was going to say, it's called <laughs> the yellow pages or the white pages. Like, it's just there. <laughs> but it's also, we, we've now also shared with the rest of the, of the world how to just look up Connor's. And probably, I mean, I haven't actually thought to check mine, but now I've got a bad feeling that all of our numbers are just on the white pages. Should we just tweet it? Should we just start tweeting out yours one digit at a time? Like no, we, we, should just start, we should just start tweeting out our numbers and be like, you could have found it anyways. <laughs> Well, so <laughs> no point getting angry about yeah. it. So and next, we're going to start tweeting out addresses. Eight eight <laughs> one five. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you giving out your address, you idiot? Um. <laughs> uh, so I I felt I, I ended up deleting mine because I felt bad. Connor was really mad. He texted a couple. Uh, texted I didn't delete mine at up. all. I deleted mine. So then the next day, I jokingly sent out that. Today we're gonna send out Colton Herta's social security number and mother's maiden name <laughs> <laughs> and first pet. But here's the thing about social security numbers that a lot of people don't know: until 2011, the first three digits of your social security number are based on your the area in which you were born or where you applied for your social security number. I did know that. Okay, so most people you're, and you're also. Weird. So I know the first two digits of Colton's social security number because it's pretty easy to just figure that out. So I, I actually did start to tweet out his social security number just to try to freak freak him out a little well, bit. And Jessica Graff, who we've had on this podcast before from <laughs> Big Brother, was posting uh, screenshots of her Googling Jeanette Herta made a name. <laughs> Which was weirdly, which was weirdly harder to find than the first couple digits of his social security number. That is mildly concerning. Did Colton like react to you tweeting no, out the first correct digits of Colton his social is security such number? A child, I don't even think he knows his social security number. He probably went to go ask. That's potentially right. true. He probably I don't went think to go he ask. Has a credit card. <laughs> that is potentially true. Well. Stay tuned to this podcast because next week we will be uh, releasing the billing address and credit card number of Alexander Rossi. Um, but before we do that, the scary thing is you actually have that. I have it for you and Marco. I, I don't, it's the amount Security of trust. Code included. Yeah, the amount of trust you two have in me is absurd. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But before we do any of that, we're gonna we. I mean, we are a racing podcast. We should talk about Gateway in in a little bit more detail. More detail than what? Than what we did earlier. Oh, I mean, I, I don't have much to add from race one. I mean, you watched the whole thing, right? That's fair. That is fair. Um, I'm going to be honest. I, I feel like we've, we and, and James can either agree or disagree with this from his position at NBC, but like I feel like our, our entertainment product 
um, on short ovals and even speedways. So maybe ovals in general is, is, is kind of a problem. Like I think it, it's, it's incredibly hard to follow. Um, it's incredibly hard to get a run, um, because the draft of, of the car, the draft of the cars is so high that if you are the third car back, the car in front is getting the same assistance you are, and, and, and really you can't do anything, and obviously that multiplies the farther back you go. But I, I don't know if it's a result of the screen, if it's a result of we're having to do some of these races in, in hotter temperatures than maybe we would have, i.e. Gateway was, was an afternoon race versus it's usually a night race. Um, Iowa was the same situation. But ultimately... Actually, Iowa was a night race, so that wasn't the same situation. Ultimately, I I, I think you know the the oval package um, is is missing a couple couple tricks in terms of getting the cars closer. I think especially on short ovals, um, we're not going to have an issue with pack racing in, in the traditional sense that people are worried about for for good reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what you think, James. Watching it, obviously, you've participated in in the speedway races, not necessarily the short oval races, but I mean. I can't imagine that, that you thought it was all roses and butterflies while you're out there. Well, no, but at the same time, you know, I don't think Gateway's Worldwide Technology Raceway, my my apologies, um, has ever been a particularly good track for passing. And that's, <clears throat> so we're clear, that's not a shot at the track. It's not a shot at the event. That's It's a great event. And the promoters there doing a phenomenal job. Curtis Francois and his group there doing an incredible job. The Bomberito group support it in an unbelievable way. The event is awesome. <clears throat> the track is a lot of fun. But we never had like a ton of side-by-side racing there. It's, it's never been a, a very easy place to pass. So that's been, I think, a problem-ish the last few years. I think it's gotten worse there's a very good argument that a bunch of extra weight in the front axle is not helping that. And I think to your point, Alex, if, if I'm kind of reading between the lines, you know, you, you say we're not really worried about accidentally creating a pack race. So I'm assuming your feelings are, we just need more downforce on these cars so that we can follow closer and, and have a better shot at, at getting those runs and making, well, we, either, we either need more downforce or you need, you need, more tire grip, but but when we've tried to add tire grip in the past, it's introduced a lot of, of other issues because um, obviously there's cause and effect to everything. But I don't, I, I, I and, and I think all of Andretti Autosport and, and a lot of guys that we actually compete against struggle to see where the, the fear of adding downforce comes. Like, it's not even that it would cost anything. Like, we run the road course package at, at these short ovals and we're just not putting on all of the rear wing. Like there's there's really right. easy solutions to at least, you know, try and get the cars closer together. There's an argument that you need to keep this downforce where it's at, but increase the horsepower a lot so that then you're actually getting, you know, a lot of, of almost traction events off the corner and, and there's more driving to it, I guess, um, so that there's more of a separation between 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 cars. As it was in Gateway, every single person could do a 25.8 to a 26.1 lap time, regardless of how good your car was or, or how good it wasn't, regardless of your right. skill level as a racing driver. Everyone did the same lap time and sat kind of 
six tenths to a second from each equidistant other. apart the and whole way just, around. It everyone just was, drove yeah. around like it was. It, it was a race like that we haven't had there in the past. Gateway usually, you know, in the beginning, it's it's you're not really driving by people, but you can stick the bottom of three and four if your car is really good, and and you can pass. You can pass into three sometimes. Like I obviously had my own microcosm of a race, so I didn't see much. But like from what I heard, like no one was really doing anything. Like it was just, just a. Yeah, the, the the big thing for me that sort of stood out, you know, because certainly once you're in that lineup of cars, like you said, if you're third, fourth, fifth in line, it's it's exponentially harder than if you're in the top two or three in a line. And before the point of the race where the leaders had just sort of caught the back of the of the group and you were all just sort of sitting in one big line. So the leader's in clean air and the car behind him you know, is, is, is essentially the best poised to, to make a, make a move, you know, on a car that's running out without the assistance of a draft in front and without even more dirty air on that guy's car. So what, what stood out for me a lot was in race one, uh, you know, Pato got into the lead, uh, through the first round of, of stops, just a, a really good pit sequence in that first round. And he looked untouchable. You know, he had Scott behind him. Scott could keep up, but never once really had an honest attempt at a pass. And he looked he looked very quick. And then on the last round of pit stops, Scott got ahead of him and just absolutely drove away from him. Takuma pulled off one of the most impressive actual passes for position. You know, he had pit late, had newer tires, lighter fuel, and, you know, just drove around the outside of Pato um, and then continued to just chase down Scott. He was exponentially quicker than Scott still, but once he caught up to him again, he got to that sort of half second bubble and couldn't really couldn't really attempt to pass. So it was it was a bit misleading. I think there were probably a lot of guys that had better cars than where they ran, but they just didn't have the opportunity to get the track position and, and run up where they should have been. And likewise, there may have been guys that had the benefit of, of earning some track position one way or another, but maybe really weren't that quick on on pure raw pace. So it's it does become a track position race, a restart race, a pit sequence race, um, which, you know, it was still kind of entertaining. You know, the the pit cycles were definitely entertaining and watching when guys would come trying to do the undercut, the overcut. So, so, but so yeah, we definitely want to see more on track. Right. Races. But I mean, so you're kind of trying to, to milk the positives out of this, which is a very Canadian thing for you to do. And it's it's good. We, we need Thank to you. have the balance in this podcast. But I mean... <laughs> You wouldn't keep it like that, or you wouldn't you wouldn't no, say no, you no, want no. to keep it. Like no, no, that, right. Like so it, what would no, no, so no, I, the I'm solutions would be add more downforce, go back to making gateway a night race. I mean, what if if you were Roger Penske, besides you know having a bunch more money, what would you do to uh, to to fix it? Or maybe fix isn't I'd the probably right retire word, if I was him at this point. But yeah, um, that's a good question. No, I mean I think. I, I think, yeah, the options are more power, more downforce, more mechanical grip, some combination of those three things, right? More power is coming, whether we think it's a solution to the problem or not. That's already been announced by IndyCar. We're starting with, you know, different uh, fuel programs, then eventually a new engine formula in a couple of years. So more power is on the way. Um, the downforce and mechanical grip question is a great one. I mean, you could leave the arrow where it's at, but as Alex said, you're going to need to increase the mechanical grip with the tires. That's a that's a much harder fix, right? 
because when you try to change compounds and tires, like you say, it's a cause and effect thing. The degradation becomes higher. You've, you're going faster, so you actually need a stiffer construction and you know more robust construction for the added um, energy in the corners and, and loads. So the al- the alternate to that is just stick more downforce on it. It's easy to do. It's cheap to do. Yes, you probably would still have to make a change to the tire to make up for the added loads of the added downforce, but. I think we're getting more power and more downforce is a, an easy fix and, and could, could help solve the problem. So I definitely, cause here's the thing in gateway, everybody ran max downforce period. So whenever you have that, you know, it's too little, right. right? When not even one person's willing to try to trim it out a little bit to get an advantage, you know, that everyone's stuck. Like Texas is a great example. Texas was a race where we had a decent amount of, of options. Tire degradation was a thing. And a couple guys every year would try to trim it out. They'd inevitably lose and be horrible in the race. And high down for max down for us was always the right move. But at least, at least it was close enough of a question that a couple of guys took that gamble. When I asked one of the engineers at, at Worldwide Technology Raceway, hey, anybody risking uh, trimming a little bit? He laughed at me and said, God, I hope that when we come back next year, I've got your optimism. I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> well, screw me, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. But that's that's where we're at. So it just shows you, I think we're too far out but, of the but window. it even shows, like, at, at Indianapolis, right? You've got the guy who is sitting on pole, and he takes the option that is, like, the highest level of downforce. Like, the guy on pole should, in theory, like, be the most, in his mind, should think he can be the most aggressive because he's going right. to be up front and be in, 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 in the cleanest cleanest air possible and um, not really have to deal with that. And even he was like, yeah, with the temperatures and like doing 32 laps on a stint and the deck that we saw in qualifying, like I'm going to take the risk and go the other way and actually add downforce and hope that works. Like that's, we're kind of backwards in a way in our thinking right now because it is just so light. And, and there's an argument that yes, that separates the, the better guys from the, the worst guys or separates the better cars from the worst cars. And like, that's fine. But, but the better guys still need to have enough grip to pass the worst guys. Right. You can't go so far the other direction that the leader catches 33rd and can't do anything. about it, Right. So, right. I think we're, we've swung a little bit too far in the other direction. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny how it's always a moving target And, and every year, you know, you think you're going to go back somewhere and it's going to be this, this change and it's not for whatever reason. Like it's, it's a very challenging job, no doubt. It, it is. And, that, and that's one thing I want to, I want to highlight is that there are so many variables. Like we're not just sitting here saying like the series needs to do a better job. We're just saying that with the information they had and the decisions they made based on that information, there's still some room for improvement, right? Because there are so many variables having to turn night races into day races that that has a huge effect what you know what the weather does in general has a huge effect and sometimes you could set rules that everybody agrees on when it's assumed that temperature will be x and if you get there and it's x plus 20 because of some freak heat wave i mean that throws everything out for a loop as well so um it's not it's not at all that the series isn't aware of this and isn't constantly monitoring it uh the feedback that they get from the drivers after the races is always you know taken into consideration and and uh, and used to make a better product, so we just need to keep keep on top of it. And as the car evolves over the next sort of three to five years, as we introduce new components and whatever, that's just uh, it's going to be a constant thing that we're keeping up with. 
But, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's part of part of the series. Hey, guys, the recording cut out. Can you do that whole gateway thing again? <laughs> he was just on Twitter again the whole time. <laughs> I think he if, wasn't Tim, if Tim had his druthers, he would introduce red shells or green shells. Yes, absolutely. I think there's just a, there's a, a comic lack of banana peels. Um, I think we need so, blue shells. Um, the fact that you guys haven't this brings brought up, the star in is absurd to me. This brings up a great point. Does so it? the other day you sent, yeah, yeah, no, this is, it's complete. We're now completely off track, but <laughs> this, you sent Alex and I a text the other day of a meme where a turtle, a rather large turtle had gone almost all like, the way like, through like a woman's like windshield. A like not a turtle, yeah, like, like a, a big old, big, yeah, I mean, it's a turtle. this guy it's had some weight tur- to him. I mean, it's a girthy turtle. Oh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, but that's, like people, that. that sounds like a great band <laughs> name. Girthy Turtle. Turtles Can we just change like... this podcast to Girthy Turtle with Hinch and Rossi? So this woman has a turtle sticking out of her windshield, right? And then the joke is the bottom half of the meme is Luigi in a go-kart giving her the finger, right? And I'm looking at this at this picture, and I'm thinking, man, why are all the shells, these weird colors in Mario Kart. Like, where did they, first of all, where did we come up with green shells as sort of like the universally accepted color for cartoon turtles? Like, if you look at a turtle shell, it's not green. What color would you describe? Because that looks green to me. That looks more green than any other color. It looks browner to me than any other color. I can see that there's some green in it, but it definitely looks more brown than green. And then, like, where did Mario come up with red shells? And blue shells. There's literally no red or blue turtles or tortoises. I like that that's the part that you the, take issue with. I love that the, the color of the shells yeah. is the most unrealistic part for you. Not that there's a dinosaur. Of Mario Kart? Against. The dinosaurs used to exist. I've never heard of a red-shelled turtle. Did they go-kart? You don't know that they didn't. So so you're, you're willing to accept that a dinosaur can can race a go-kart before you can accept that they could paint a shell a different color. No, they really don't make it seem like they've painted these shells. They make it seem like the shells naturally have these colors. Well, who's to say they don't in this world? Can we talk about how the fact that a, an actual woman got a turtle through a windshield? Like in yeah, real actually, life? Yeah, <laughs> see, a good point. that was actually my question in the text message was how did that thing get up to windshield <laughs> like, height in the first are place? Slow. They're not jump. They, they don't fly. They're not very they're aerodynamic not, they from they a flying jump. standpoint. Nope. So did it, did, how did it what, get did it fall off feet a turtle up in the air? Truck? Okay. Did now like I a truck run over it and kick it up? Interesting. Like a turtle transport truck. Like you know, you know. I, so I'm gonna post this. I'm gonna post this on our Twitter, and and I, I want I want uh, I want our listeners to s- submit their theories. What do you? How do you think this turtle got in the windshield? Guys, what would you name your pet turtle? Girthy. We're like, I'd name mine Tim. Uh, I don't love that because it's slow and doesn't do anything. Kind of just eats stuff yeah. and smells. And then when he doesn't want to be anywhere, he things. just goes and hides. In his room. I was going to go with in his house. Lord Shellington because it wasn't as mean as what you're coming up with. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm calling my turtle girthy. I like turtle, I like turtle Tim. Tim the turtle. Turtle you're Tim. You're going to get a turtle for this joke, aren't you? Probably. <laughs> I could see it happening. But the best part is, is he's going to make you keep it because he's not going to want that in his house. So you're now going to get a turtle that's going to be called Tim. What would you I do guess. if I sent a turtle to your house, like a mail-order turtle? I guess I would do the responsible thing and care for and love that turtle. Okay. 
I'm now kind of excited. Is there a knock at your door? Uh, you know what? I will get you a turtle. I bet Hazel would love the turtle. Check my lease but we get to name even... it this time because you didn't let us take the name I'm sorry. The, I'm sorry. You're checking your lease. Dog. I'm sorry. Don't you already have an illegal pet there? It's not illegal. That's just my service animal. You can get a service turtle. Can you? You can have a service. Yeah. You can have no, a No, you can get rat. service anything. No, no. You can hold on. No, no. You can get emotional support right. turtles. Yes, yeah, Teddy is yeah. my emotional support. Right. I mean, there was an emotional support llama. You know what? To be fair, well, Tim, if you walked can up... somebody get me an emotional support llama instead? You can name it whatever you want. No, too expensive. <laughs> also cruel to the llama. Yeah, your place is nowhere near big enough for a llama. As you said, you don't have escape. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single one. <laughs> you don't have escape to land. Um... <laughs> Your land needs no scaping whatsoever. Oh, I hate this show. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I was saying something right before this. About oh, llamas yeah, or turtles? I get back to that. <laughs> it, was, it was before <laughs> emotional support animal. Oh, yeah. So, but I mean, to be fair, Tim, if I, a lot of people, you know, maybe bend the rules on the emotional support animal thing to bring super weird stuff onto airplanes. But if I saw you, especially with your COVID beard, rock up to the airport with Teddy under your arm, claiming to be, you know, that was your emotional support animal. I look at you, I'd be like, yeah, no, that guy needs, that guy needs a puppy. Yeah, he can't get through the <laughs> That day. guy needs a puppy in his life. Yeah, no, he needs yeah. some support. He's looking emotionally, emotionally disheveled. <laughs> Never mind the physical appearance. I do miss the beard, though. I do miss the beard. Oh, I don't. Okay, Tim, I'm I'm ordering your turtle. Do you prefer male or female? You're gonna get a you're gonna get a female <laughs> turtle. I'll get the name. I'll, get the, I'll get the lamp for it. I'm gonna even get a floating turtle dock. <laughs> I'll get some water conditioner. Guys, he's not kidding. We're watching him on his computer um, right now. He's actually buying all food, this stuff. And I'll get Wait, you does, a do we name it Tim, or does do the off-track listeners get to decide the name? And a repto filter. Yeah, it's it's it can they can decide between Tim and Mr. McJibble. Would you like a how, how early do you want? Do you want a hatchling? Do you want a well-started baby? I don't do you want a, want a turtle. <laughs> right, so well-started baby because you uh, can get it from the beginning. You said I was very excited to get a turtle. That's you. Those were your words. You I'm just said that. Buy me another coffee table. I'm literally going to spend $150 and send you a turtle. It'll be there on Friday. Wait, what if Teddy eats the turtle? Well, that's your responsibility. You should probably take him to a vet. Sure yeah, that's probably not going to sit well in his uh, stomach. You guys are the worst. But Hazel's gonna love she it. Will, and that's what makes this even like I can't even get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> and they live forever, don't they? And they smell bad. Yeah, like a hundred plus yeah. years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. No, it's gonna be great. You guys are good friends. On that bombshell, I look forward to the delivery of little Timmy the Turtle. Be Lord, he will and at least will... be Lord Shellington. Guys, I mm, I am no. gonna send you before you get off this um podcast a picture of the turtle I just ordered Tim. It's beautiful. <laughs> you actually ordered me a turtle. You want to bet? Have you met Check him? your chat. Check your chat. Okay, look. We can we can agree on Lord Timothy Shellington. No! Oh, man. That's a beautiful turtle. Right? That is a really... See, that's, that's a, a green, green shell turtle. turtle. Now I get it. <laughs> that is a green shell turtle. Wow. That's a it's beautiful a, it's a, coloration. It's a red look at ear that. slider turtle. Oh, I hate you. Perfect. How big do they grow? Does it say that, Alex? Big enough. <laughs> Ha 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 ha!
Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Tim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to add producer Tim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean Tim. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.